Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Joanna. I'm so excited to have you. Um, well, hello, listeners. Um, I wanted to say thank you all again for uh, joining the podcast. Um, this particular podcast is called The More You Know, and it's a podcast where we just discuss, um, we have honest discussions and practical tips about real life stuff. And uh, we're going to have a, a variety of subjects along the way. Um, I will include things sometimes that are on a personal note for me. And then sometimes, um, like tonight, it's from friends who have gained some experience due to their own life experiences. And I think that it's a really great um, thing to just kind of, you know, collaborate on and, and build understandings, uh, you know, with each other and as, how, as far as how we can help each other and then, you know, how we can help others. So I tell everybody all the time, uh, if you're listening, some of this might may or may not apply to you and that's okay, but you might know someone that, um, you know, would be encouraged by it. And that's my hope for the podcast is that um, with any of these sessions that people just, you know, you don't feel alone in your journey because we're all on different parts of the journey. But um, I just, I hope that whoever's listening today, um, that you, you don't feel alone and we're going to try to cover some uh, different topics along the way to provide encouragement because sometimes you just need that person saying, I hear where you're coming from. And then other times you need some understanding. And this is one that I will personally say that I um, I asked my friend Joanna. We met um, at the university where I, where I worked for um, about almost 10 years. And uh, we, we met, gosh, Joanna, when was that? Probably about six years ago? Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> Somewhere around that time. Um, but I, I got to know her. She worked in a different department, so we didn't work in the same office. But um, the particular office that I worked in, we I crossed paths with a lot of different people across campus. And it was really great getting to know um, Joanna. And so we... Uh, she has gone through some uh, incredible health challenges for quite some time now, and I wanted her to share with us um, just that journey and what it looks like and some things that we might not think about because, again, there's the sentiment of this podcast is uh, the more you know, and sometimes when you don't know, you don't really have that experience uh, and wisdom until you've walked through a situation and not that that situation is going to be the exact same for another but it definitely can give you some insights so <laughs> that's what we're going to do tonight so thank you so much Joanna for for joining me I'm really excited to have you and I I uh, love your type A personality on this very detailed outline I love it <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so I... type A it shines through just about everything I do you name it um... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have selective type A, which is probably just more like selective OCD. I don't know what the actual <laughs> psychological term for that is, but like tonight when my husband was getting me set up with some new um, equipment because he was super nice and bought me some new equipment for this podcast and he was asking where my headphones were and I am the world's worst person when it comes to headphones and bobby pins. I have no <laughs> idea where I put them. I can find everything else and I'm so organized with everything else. I'm like, okay, I got to get that in order in my life because why do I always lose my headphones? <laughs> he had some, so we're good. 
and but, I have a special little a special little bag for my cords and my headphones and everything that is technological goes in that bag. And see, and you know what? Tape, I, I have a technology bucket that's labeled technology and other little cords that I don't know what to do with. Like, I have that, but I usually keep my headphones. The problem is I keep them in my purses, and then I think uh, that I need, like, you know, five or six purses with different things, and I'm sure they're in one of those, but, you know, the life of an, an organized person sometimes. <laughs> But I'm so glad you joined us. And I wanted to, um, well, first, tell tell our audience a little bit, just maybe a couple of things about yourself. And then we'll jump right in and I'll, uh, we'll just jump right into all of this content that you have for us because it's great. <laughs> yes. Well, apart from being type A, um, I've worked in education. Um, I have a master's in education and one of my bachelor's is in education is in education that's awesome. um so i suppose that's where my a lot of my type a comes from <laughs> uh, i'm also very passionate about um gymnastics particularly but i love sports in general awesome. um, but as far as my health journey um i have a heart condition have a lot of gi issues um and autoimmune issues and um i suffer mm. from migraines and a lot of um Oh, spinal, um, back and neck difficulties, um, thanks to my career in gymnastics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so my body took a pounding, um, so I've learned quite a lot, um, from the things that were, I guess, dealt to me genetically from birth, and also the things that, um, I put my body through that I didn't really realize the repercussions that would come later. Um, Right. I'm here to share that knowledge with you and everyone who's listening um and try to help people out and just share what i know and what i've learned and hopefully um couple up with people and help them through their own journeys that's awesome well i really appreciate you joining tonight and i've known some people um before that have struggled with um autoimmune um side of things but not I was uh I was very young at the time so I you know Mm. I didn't know the different ways like besides providing a card for encouragement and you know occasionally like there was there was a couple of them that I could bring like meals to and be selective with their diet and all that but it you know just I think again expanding knowledge of that is is good and um and then just um you know, I've had asthma since I was like two. And so like trying different things along the way, because it gets, you know, it, I, I mean, you know this on a much larger scale than I do, but it, it gets taxing on your body yes. and it affects other areas of, you know, your mental health and emotional health as you're struggling with things. So, um, so yeah, so let's jump right into your outline. Cause like I said, you have so much here. Um, <laughs> We, we will uh, audience we try to keep these to about 30 minutes but if we go over a little bit I apologize in advance so we'll, we will get started <laughs> okay um, so I think yeah. in general um you know people kind of fall into a camp of how they feel about medicine they're either um you know the child gets sick and they take the child to the doctor right away when maybe it's just a cold and you know that's just more the western ideal of medicine that that's not a bad thing that's not a wrong thing but that's just I think one camp of medicine is I'm sick so I go to see the doctor and then you have the other camp of people who 
you know, they they don't go to the doctor unless they've broken their arm and the bone is actually sticking out of their body. Right. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> everything else is, you know, treated with tea or, you know, rest or whatnot. And that's a little bit more of the Eastern approach and more of those. I think a lot of times they're termed as a more holistic at- approach because it's more natural. Um, but I, I kind of like to um, say I, I fall in the middle and I think the holistic approach is really coupling the Western and the Eastern approaches together. Yeah, I agree. Both camps of medicine to really, you know, make um, a much broader platform of medicine and a much broader um, array of uh, methods that you can help heal yourself and help your body heal. Right. No, I agree with that for sure. Um, I think that that's, I think that that's really important because again, like with my asthma journey, I've tried different things along the way, but yeah, trying, you know, I I think it's both and I've seen both different, you know, on different sides that have helped. So that's great. Yeah, you, you, I, I wouldn't take your, your inhaler away from you by any means, but I, I right. would say, hey, have you tried this to supplement? This might help too. Like, I, I'm saying let's use both and let's use both um, as, as well as we possibly can. Yeah, I, I agree. That's awesome. So what are some things that um, have has really like, you've seen the difference in your um, health journey with this? So um, I want to start with just kind of talking about vitamins. Um, Western medicine, of course, you know, recognizes that vitamins are important. You know, by, by no means does Western medicine like snub, snub its nose. Uh-huh. Um, I so well, first of all, you know, you can just get a simple blood test. You know, doctors check it real real quickly and real simply by just giving you a simple blood test as long as you don't have a phobia of needles that should work pretty well (laughs) right Uh, you know whereas eastern medicine might you know wait and you know be looking at your symptoms and as you're deteriorating realizing oh you're deteriorating in this area you must be low on such and such a vitamin you know western medicine can be proactive and say oh well these levels of these types of vitamins are dropping let's jump on this Um, which is great but eastern medicine kind of says okay well these medicines or these vitamins are really important let's try to absorb them naturally so one example um, for me personally I I'm autoimmune um, so I try to be proactive with my vitamin C yeah I for instance drink a lot of cranberry juice like oh yeah it just one cup has all of my vitamin C for the day. And quite frankly, I usually drink more than one cup. Okay. So that's, that's one way that I've found I don't have to take a handful of actual vitamins. Like, okay, here's my 700% of vitamin C for the day. I'm yeah. Able, I'm able to do that real naturally. I was blessed with a doctor who was a bona fide um He's actually a pediatric neurologist, um, and he was very, he was a doctor who was very interested in, you know, the overlapping of Western and Eastern medicine. He was very concerned about all of my different vitamin levels. And so he's the one who kind of, you know, first started looking at not just the main vitamins that we often, you know, think of like vitamin D, vitamin C, 
um, those types of vitamins, but he looked at all of the smaller vitamins, um, micronutrients is what we call them in food. Mm-hmm. Um, so he took a keen awareness to that, which is what helped me kind of open my eyes to looking, okay, well, what foods can I eat that also contain these vitamins? And in, in that method, you get them faster. They're usually better absorbed by your body than taking the actual pill. Um, and again, it's just more natural. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And like one of the things that I've been doing this past year was uh, trying to get all the baby weight off since I have a baby. Well, he's not a baby anymore. He's a toddler. But <laughs> um, like, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> but, but one of the things that I really tried to focus on, too, was eating healthy again because I craved breakfast food with that kid. I don't know. Like, there's this thing going around Facebook. Like, what would you have named your kid? I'm like, breakfast food. Like, I like <laughs> all the breakfast food. And, uh, you know, that was not healthy. Like, a typical, like, you know, French toast and all that. Like, that's not healthy. And so I had to retrain my body to do that. And even though I do take vitamins every day, it's not good to take a vitamin and still eat a hamburger all the time like it's just not good <laughs> you can't it's not like this magic little pill is gonna help you feel better um and so yeah I'm all for that um you know focusing on on that and I mean for everybody that knows me they know I still indulge in chocolate every day because oh, I do I'm with but sister. yes I love dark chocolate and my baby oh, I mean he does too <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, you have to provide your body with what it needs. And I can tell an incredible difference in energy levels just yes. with if, if I'm eating whole foods versus and lean meats and fruits and vegetables versus, you know, anything processed. I tried to cut out all boxed things except for like our treats on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And that has helped me, um, keep one keep the weight off and then two like really regain energy because I was you know just so sluggish and I mean part of that was sleep deprivation but you know yeah <laughs> it, it helps. also happens with the child and she <laughs> yeah so yeah I agree I think that that's um, great now I love what you say on here about the micronutrients that you don't put kale in your smoothies <laughs> yes I I absolutely do try to like what what micronutrients I can I can take you know in food I do but I'm not a you know at all costs eat all the random things that have the micronutrients if I if it doesn't agree with my stomach or I just flat out detest it I I don't I'll, I'll take the actual vitamin pill instead um, yeah. I everyone says oh you can't taste it and I I sit there and I take one sip and I go oh I taste you it. can taste it <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah so it's, it's it's what you can do it's you know um for example like beets the vegetable beets uh-huh um, those work wonders for some people like you know they have a lot of micronutrients in them um, myself, I have a cousin who's, who feels the same way. Like both of us do test beats and we just won't touch them and like, give me the pill. I'll take the pill instead. Like That's so funny. <laughs> now see, I was like that as a kid, but now I can do roasted ones. Um, if it's Mediterranean seasoned or, um, I can do pickled ones, which sounds funny because yeah, but I could do pickled ones, but again, with Mediterranean like I, I can handle stop. pickled beets. I, I like pickled foods in general, so mm-hmm. I can handle them. Again, not my favorite, but I'll at least eat them. 
but like my dad they they work great for my dad um he boils them basically every night with dinner and just basically eats them boiled plain oh yeah i don't know if i, I could do that I can't, <laughs> I can't do it <laughs> oh goodness and again like you do that like i had to find that too with exercise like you do what's gonna help you yes stay motivated and stick with the plan and if you really really hate kale or whatever then you don't need to force yourself to do that because then you're not going to stick with it exactly exactly yeah you have to do what works for you and what what will motivate you to continue on your journey yeah I, so, I absolutely agree so yeah um I I promote vitamins like b12 zinc vitamin mm-hmm. C vitamin D is super important for anyone who's listening who does have autoimmune issues um hopefully your doctors have told you but vitamin D is so crucial um Vitamin um, autoimmune disorders in general um, leave your vitamin D levels very low. Um, you may have difficulty absorbing the vitamin D. Yeah. So it's super important to try to bulk up on that vitamin D, especially if it's winter. Um, but vitamin D in general is so important for everyone to take, not just those with autoimmune disorders. So, um, yeah, I take if, it if I every day. If I promote any vitamins, those would be my, my top four. That's that's great. I, I like your list, too, because I was like, oh, yes, I do that. Well, actually, vitamin A, I don't take like a, uh, I don't take the vitamin pill along with that. I think I'm getting enough of that in my foods. Um, but I like what you said about the blood test, too, because I, um, I was having some issues with some things. And then I realized I was like... Uh, I, I needed more B12. Like, I don't think I was mm. absorbing enough. Um, I think, and again, being pregnant and then yeah, you know, having the baby and all the changes that happens with that. Like, I started taking extra for a little bit and doing um, B shots, too. Yes. Uh, or the immunizations. And um, I did, they, the spa close to me was doing a session where you could have like five for $25 or five for 30. Like it was cheap. And I was like, yes, I'm going to do that. It made a huge difference in like jumpstarting that. So yeah, it was cool. I have low iron, which I know, I mean, a lot of your listeners probably do too. It's not an abnormal issue, Right. Um, but that's something every time I I go in for iron iron infusions fairly frequently, and that's with my iron infusions. I always get a shot of B12. And after those, I feel like invincible for a few days. That's great. <laughs> that's so good. And that's something that's super, you know, easy and not, you know, you can find, um, you can find ways to, you know, get, get that fairly inexpensive. Yeah. Um, again, you, you can, I, I take, I take B12 vitamins every day too. Like, and I mm-hmm. think they cost, Same. you know, like, <laughs> I don't know, like $5 for the bottle. Like they're very inexpensive. It's not something you have to um, take out an extra mortgage on your house on or anything like that. (laughs) That's great. Okay. Now you have me intrigued on some of these things um, next uh, on, on your points about secondary therapies. Yes. Um, Okay. So another, um, aside from vitamins, I, I'm a huge advocate or proponent of, um, it's actually called adjuvant therapy, but adjunct therapy is kind of probably how it's termed more, especially in America. Okay. And, and we're talking more like, so secondary therapies, so things like chiropractic care and um, occupational therapy, 
physical therapy, um, cupping, acupuncture, acupressure, those types of things. Uh huh. Um, so we have two different camps. Um, Western medicine has linked up and calls upon occupational and physical therapy fairly frequently. Um, really the only difference between occupational therapy and physical therapy is occupational therapy is, is geared to get people back to functioning and living their own lives again. So not necessarily, you know, getting them back into sports or getting them back into running shape, but helping them learn how to live with the new disability or, um, functional functional difference that they're now encountering due to a health concern okay so you know even if it's something like due to a health concern they weren't able to wash their hair um it's teaching them a new way to wash their hair by themselves and not need assistance okay i see and physical therapy is focusing more on, you know, your actual gross motor skills and fine motor skills to a point. Um, physical therapy is, you know, you'll hear athletes often talk about being in PT, but also, right. you know, just in general, if you break your leg, you have to learn how to walk again because you haven't been walking normally or walking at all for however many months that sure, yeah. that bone has been <laughs> healing. Um, so those are... Again, those are, you know, Western medicine doctors see those and your insurance will almost surely cover it or cover a portion of it. Um, it's, it's readily accepted by Western medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, one aspect of it that kind of falls in between um, more of the Eastern medicine is in physical therapy, they are very aware of where your trigger points are. Um, and so that's helping relieve tension um, in your in your bones, in your or in your joints. So you think about you know your shoulders. Well, actually, you know there's a trigger point kind of underneath your shoulders, I guess, right? Almost the rib area or whatnot. But that's a trigger point, and that's where you hold tension. And so you know a good PT is gonna work on that to help ease the tension. But you know in Eastern medicine chiropractors are going to look for those trigger points and try to figure out how to actually physically manipulate your body to just make your body release the tension period so i i like that kind of bridge Mm. um i learned that from a friend of mine who's actually in pt school that's Um, cool and so and she's been with me through my journey so she's she's seen how much chiropractic care has helped me yeah very open to that and so she was really excited to learn that and share that with me that's very cool um another thing I think that's really cool about chiropractic care though is it's not just for joints um I've had friends who have had extremely terrible allergies and certain types of chiropractic care can actually help with allergies which I think is super cool and amazing yeah that's pretty Um, fascinating I've I've seen that before um yeah that's pretty fascinating I'm I'm blessed I, I've had a lot of physical issues but I actually have never had terrible allergies so I can't like attest to that on any um level but I have friends who can 
and again it's I'm not saying this is your primary treatment you know by all means like if you're having trouble breathing please go see your doctor right but but if chiropractic care can help alleviate that you know if if you're willing to spend $25 for a prescription like why not spend well probably more like $30 to go see the chiropractor and maybe alleviate some of that just supernaturally by just you know being having your spine adjusted or different ribs adjusted or whatnot like yeah absolutely like I had never actually been to a chiropractor because I I thankfully made it through like I I worked at a bookstore for a decade and then I worked in an office job for almost a decade and um like I I just didn't really have anything but I do I I do hold tension in my shoulders so there were a few times where I'm like "Mm, maybe I should go but I did never I never made myself go until again baby bear um whom I love so much but he he's a he was a big baby and I kept feeling like my there there was a place in like on my stomach that went completely numb and I talked to the doctor about it and he was like it he's probably hitting a pressure point after you have him it'll be okay I ended up having a c-section with him because he was so big um then, god bless you then and I mean the kid is he's 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 over he's three feet and a couple of inches I'm like he's gonna pick me up and take me to kindergarten when <laughs> we go <laughs> but he's I kept feeling this this even like weeks weeks after um after I you know had him like my my side and under my lungs and ribs it was still numb and then it was like starting to like really hurt it felt bruised inside and I gave it a little while and finally I went and I called a chiropractor here in town that I had met before at a Christmas thing. And she was like, she said, well, hun, and like for our listeners, like we're in the South, so people call each other hun. And she said, well, hun, she said, um, he actually like dislocated part of your like rib, like it was like moved. And she said, that's, that's why it's, you know, hurting. And sure enough, it had hit a pressure point. And so I went to her a few times and it made a big difference. It made a big difference. I was able to get comfortable trying to get to sleep again. (laughs) Yes, God bless chiropractors everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like that's, that's really cool. And then, you know, as she was working on me, she, you know, made sure that my shoulders she was like you carry all your stress in your shoulders I'm like yes I do (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I I appreciate that and then I like that point of like um you know I I do yoga and do things like I I try to remember to breathe deeply I had a friend a very dear friend and co-worker tell me you know when I was in the middle of stuff she was like we don't take the time to just breathe deeply in life. She said, you need to breathe deeply, take a minute. Other cultures do that. And we don't, we right. just don't do that as much. So yeah, I'm, I'm all about that too. It's a good thing. <laughs> um, another element or some, some chiropractors use it, um, but cupping, I think it was actually kind of made a little bit famous during the Olympics um, a few years back with, Michael Phelps and whatnot, but is cupping. And, you know, I I think some people probably, you know, raise their eyebrow. I was actually first introduced to cupping. I was teaching on the island of Saipan, Mm. um, which is one of the Northern Marianas Islands. 
and it was one of my first days of school and I had one of my seniors come up to me and she's like Miss Joanna I just want to tell you something you're going to see a lot here I'm like okay you know like bracing <laughs> myself like what could this possibly be and she like points out that she has these like circle basically bruises on her right. body she's like okay if, if you see students with these it's it's from what's called cupping we're, we're not being abused yes. <laughs> like, oh god bless you <laughs> yeah so I found out about that um like at the the uh salon when I went for a massage again for my shoulders being like really tight yes. and she was she asked me if I wanted I said let's just do like just a regular what because I had even a massage before I was like let's just do just the regular thing first and but she explained all that and I was like that's kind of cool like I bruise really easily which I've heard can be a vitamin c deficiency um but she said I she said you know I can do this but she explained it and I was like that's really cool that it it does help uh like pull out inflammation right that's that's yes. the main purpose of it Yes, it, it, it legitimately draws the inflammation to the surface, which is why you'll end up with basically what looks like bruises on your mm. skin. Um, but, you know, so I, I use it on my back and on my shoulders, too, because I put a lot of stress on my shoulders, too. Yeah, that. And um, in that, it, it also helps alleviate, like, my migraines because I removed all that tension from my shoulders. Um, but, yeah, it legitimately draws the inflammation up to the surface and then it's basically able to relieve itself you know it's up at the surface so it might be a little tender for a little while but just like a bruise but instead of having to take a pill like personally I would rather do it the natural way and I think for me too and maybe it's maybe I'm odd but it seeing it like seeing oh wow this was super super you know bruised I obviously had a lot of inflammation there it gives me like oh well now it's healing so it gives me that extra like I feel better because I legitimately do feel better and I feel better because I can actually physically see it's healing that that makes sense the inflammation mm -hmm. is up at the top like I'm gonna be better in a few days right yeah that makes sense so um, I think cupping, it's, it's becoming a, a little bit more well-known. And it's also something like, I have a massage therapist too. Um, you know, it's not that she advertises that she does cupping, but I found out from my chiropractor, he's like, oh yes, I know so-and-so. And she also does cupping. So, you know, it was something I was able to ask for and she whips out her cups and she, she did it for me. Um, I actually have my own set of cups now. So I, I do cupping at home. Oh, okay. Yes, that was a um, quarantine uh, happenstance. Right. Everyone was closed. Right. It necessary. Ah, I, I, I hear you with that. And like, it reminds me, the, the just the term and all that, it reminds me, um, I was hospitalized when I was, I was hospitalized as a kid, uh, kid and teen, um, and then once for pneumonia. But when the first time I was in the hospital for four days and um, scared my parents royally yeah. down because um, I was nine and yeah, I, I royally scared them. Um, they kept me in the emergency room. The doctor kept me in the emergency room for about 12 hours and our pediatrician actually drove from um, 
his place to Children's Hospital and checked on me and all that. And they were not, they were about to put me in ICU. Um, but he, he knew that if I was separated from my parents, that probably would make things worse. Um, so they, they waited a little while and did some stuff, but one of the techniques that they were using, we, we were in the middle of moving. And so all of the dust from all the boxes just triggered me terribly. And I woke up with not even the breath to be able to talk to my mom, to tell her I was having an asthma attack. Um, I had my fingers were turning blue and my lips were turning blue and she was on the phone with 911 and giving me a breathing treatment at the same time. And yeah, it was just, it was crazy. So one of the things that they did though, that we, the, we weren't aware of um, until I was hospitalized then is they do this thing called percussion and mom ended up using it like later as a preventative method and people that have had real bad asthma will probably know about this um but you essentially like cup your hands and you have your kid turn over on their stomach and you just essentially like break up the congestion and beat Mm -hmm. their back like obviously not the main way but in in a way to break up all that inflammation and congestion and so they were doing that every you I think it was every 30 minutes for a while and then every hour um, for a couple of days to try to make sure I stayed open. Um, and that was in addition to being on oxygen and having steroids and an IV and all that fun stuff. So it was, but it, it did help. So the next time something like that happened, my mom did those things and we still had to go. Cause, um, if you do the breathing treatment too many times, it makes your heart race and they need to monitor your heart rate and all that. But, Um, it wasn't as bad the next time I went in because they had been doing that. And so I think that that helps. So this term reminds me of that, just of like being in the hospital and like I said, they cup their hands and do that. And it's essentially similar to that technique. Yeah. And and what you just said, you know, it's a secondary, you know, I'm not saying, you know, these (laughs) throw all your medication away, you know, but no one's saying that, but you know, these are secondary um, techniques and methods that can be used um, to hopefully, you know, eventually wean you off of, you know, medication or a lesser amount of medication. Yeah, absolutely. But even if, even if not, you know, if it can enhance your quality of life and help you feel better or have more yeah. energy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, um, acupuncture and acupressure, those are two other things I just kind of throw in there in that, you know, these are adjunct therapies, um, secondary ways to, you know, help if you're suffering from migraines, like I've had acupuncture done while I've been in an intense, intense migraine. I just remember going in just like, I don't really cry easily, but I was virtually on the verge of tears and, you know, they just shoved these big old needles in my head and I was at the point where I didn't care. Yeah. And you know, I left and, and was my migraine gone? No, but I was, I left and I was able to like hold my head up and, you know, not want to yell at every person I saw and turn the lights off and crawl in a hole, you know, like yeah. I left able to at least function and able to go to work and, you know, maybe not be at my best, but I was at a point where again, I could function. So, um, acupuncture, I know some people are kind of scared of the needles or they furrow their brow and they're not really sure 
But, you know, if you go to someone who's certified, again, you know, make sure you check people's credentials. And, right. <laughs> don't watch a YouTube video and try it yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would be terrible. <laughs> I, I would, you know, suggest you use the right channels. Right. Um, but by, by all means, you know, I, I think there are definitely things that if you're suffering from some kind of ailment, um, again, whether it's migraines or issues with your back or your hips or your shoulders or your neck, um, these are all ways that can definitely possibly help you. And, and again, I kind of make the point again, if, if you're willing to pay for a prescription, then why not, you know, be willing to pay a little bit of money and try something that actually might negate the need for a prescription or enhance the prescription's functionality and again, make your quality of life so much better. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I wouldn't recommend these things if, if I hadn't tried them. I, like I said, I've, I've tried the acupuncture. I get acupressure done fairly frequently with my chiropractor. Um, but yeah, if you haven't tried these things or maybe you're going to someone and you don't feel like they're working, maybe try finding someone else and seeing if a different acupuncturist maybe has different techniques that yeah. work better for you. Same thing with chiropractors. Different chiropractors have different techniques. Um, some yeah, are more old true. school and want, want to make, you know, crack your back and make the back crack and send you on your way. And others are going to be a little bit more functional and maybe work with you a little bit more. So it's, um, it goes to what, what you're looking for and what makes you comfortable and, Again, don't don't be afraid to shop around. <laughs> right, kind of bad, but um, you know, find find what works for you and who works for you, um, and pri- prioritize your health. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And then um, you talk about how <laughs> I love what you say right here <laughs> that you're not a peddler of essential <laughs> oils. <laughs> But that you do find, um, you, you find them very useful and practical. So. Yes. Um, I've, I've had many people, I, I feel like, and maybe they weren't necessarily trying to capitalize on my illness, but that's how I felt. You know, yeah. I, I was super sick and all of a sudden I, I get a message from someone I haven't talked to in, you know, however many years. And they're like, have you tried this essential oil? I think it will cure all your problems. Right. <laughs> friend <laughs> um, yeah. so yes so I do not sell young living oils or any type of essential oil so I'm not here um, trying to make a buck um, but I have dabbled um, in essential oils and um, I've actually learned a lot um, again um, the COVID-19 quarantine um, it just um taught me how to solve a lot of my own problems and yeah. those being with and my to health. be a little innovative with all that <laughs> yes you know like we couldn't find Clorox um disinfecting wipes or Clorox disinfecting spray so um learned how to make it myself with essential oils and other things around the house yep um so yeah so with essential oils um again kind of like how I talked with um chiropractic care and things like that not a cure-all at all um, but it can definitely um, be a secondary or even a tertiary method to aid with healing or even to alleviate symptoms. Mm-hmm. For instance, I, I've mentioned I struggle with migraines. I have a blend. Actually, I have a few, but I have one particular blend that works really well. You know, typically it, it doesn't make my migraine go completely away. But again, it 
it helps it it helps it subside I can usually diffuse it and it helps it subside enough that I can fall asleep and when I wake up I wake up with it you know just being a little bit in the background and I can function that's Um, good and if if you or anyone who's listening have suffered from migraines you, you know like you can handle a little bit of a, a throbbing head, but when the migraine comes full on, you just right. lose the ability to function. So, um, again, you know, it's, it's not replacing or it's not a cure all, but it's something that can help. Yeah. Um, essential oils are also, th- there are several, um, actually many, that are also natural anti inflammatories. And, and again, you know, if it's something that is natural, instead of taking a pill and putting chemicals in my body to try to make inflammation go down, I'd rather rub a little bit of oil, even though it might sound kind of pokey or whatnot. I'd rather rub some oils on myself to help that inflammation go down than right. just chemicals that I don't necessarily need to be ingesting. Again, yeah. I'm, I'm not... I, I take my own um, palette of prescriptions, so I'm not, you know, saying oh, yeah. medication. But you know, if I don't need to take something, and there's something that's more natural, I'm I'm all about replacing um, what can be replaced. Right. No, I've talked with a friend up. about that because, like, we I've known three people. Um, three people already in my life and I don't feel like I'm that old I know I'm getting older but I don't feel like I'm that old but I've known three people that have had liver transplants already mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I don't know like what some of this stuff is doing to your liver but like I I was very specific with my doctors especially when I was thinking about you know having a baby I was like I don't I don't want to um, experiment with all these new asthma medicines because oh, yeah. you know the one that I'm on the worst thing that has been proven and it's still sad but it's you can you can fix this is kids can be born with cleft palate I'm like Uh, that's you know I I feel for the people that have had kids that have had to go through that and I'm sure that it's very traumatic I mean the thought of having my kid go through any kind of I I cry me like yeah it's sad but when I was telling my doctors that I was like I don't want to be on all the new asthma medicines yet I know they're you know they're doing their own research and that's great I don't want to be an experiment with this yet while you know while I'm in the stage for sure Absolutely. and you know I'd rather stick with something that's going to have the least least amount of side effects and all that but I do I will say like I tried um my husband actually got me a diffuser um gosh a couple of years ago for Christmas and um just doing like mint and eucalyptus at night now some of them Mm -hmm. they actually the some of them that are like really woodsy smelling that triggers my asthma and Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what those are there's been a couple of times when I've been at a friend's house and it was like oh that's kind of starting to get to me um but some of those really like clean smelling like the lemon oil or the mint and eucalyptus like those if anything they help open up my sinuses yes and I've noticed a lot of times if I can be preventative with my sinus and allergy stuff my asthma is less severe and so if I can keep those under control it's it the asthma does not go away but it definitely helps and so we'll turn on ours at night and my husband he's like okay I'm going into my hippie bedroom now I'm like yeah yeah whatever (laughs) um his mom is a hippie for real so it's like whatever but um 
but yeah I don't think that there's again I think that that's if you can find different things to try and use because I know a lot of times you get to this point of where it's just like oh my gosh I have to do something and yeah so I think that that's great um and I see on here that you said that sometimes it's some of them even like aid in like digestion and sleep and snoring so yeah uh, there's lots of different uses Thanks with snoring. You know, I'd heard that. I have a friend who, you know, her husband was snoring and she diffused. And so she had found, you know, different blends that helped with his snoring. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And, you know, I, I'm not married and I I don't think I snore. If I do, I don't snore well <laughs> enough to wake myself up. So, you know, that, that wasn't an issue for me. Um, but my dog sleeps in my bed, you know. Oh, no. and he, he's an old boy. And so he snores and it doesn't bother me dog it's not like it's super loud but I noticed so eucalyptus it, it probably might be something that helps with your asthma because I know it helps clear sinuses um, uh-huh. but I've noticed when I diffuse something you know where eucalyptus is also being diffused my dog doesn't snore so. that's hilarious <laughs> so um, that is funny they literally help with all kinds of things but yeah with sleep, so they, they help with you know digestion with sleep, I found it interesting. I, I travel um, a fair amount. And so, you know, I'm not always sleeping in my own bed, in my own environment. And you know, right. the best or most restful sleep. Um, and so I've been diffusing for a while and I almost always diffuse to go to sleep because I just have difficulty sleeping. So I've found sleep blends. Um, but what I, I learned and I kind of, you know, it was something I was able to reflect back on. But they say with diffusing it kind of promotes consistency so by diffusing you know basically wherever I go if I'm sleeping you know at a friend's house or I'm sleeping in a hotel I just bring my diffuser and I'm since I'm maintaining that consistent sense of smell and smell is Uh related to memory oh yeah so your brain just naturally thinks okay we're in a safe environment we're in an environment where we can rest and so that equates to longer sleep better sleep um and for me, it usually helps me fall asleep faster, which again is longer sleep and better, more restful sleep. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't think you can go too wrong. Like, again, yeah, and I, I mean, worst case, like it makes the house smell nice. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, that's the funky smell from whatever went wrong that we were cooking for dinner. Like, right. <laughs> it's a twofer. <laughs> Absolutely absolutely so now I I really enjoyed you know hearing these different things and the different things that work and you know appreciate that you know you've tried you you tried and you're trying all the things that will try to help you just feel better and be able to do like what you said and keep working and traveling and and doing those things because when you can't it's just rough um and you know we've talked on the podcast a a little bit um a couple episodes back on like mental health and so I'm really glad that you were able to share today about the physical health and different things that you can do because I think that you know it's important and like I it's something that I've tried to even be more conscious of lately of just like oh my gosh 
I'm going to be 40 soon. I won't say when it's, it's coming up in a few years. And I'm like, I need to take care of myself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And our, you know, our bodies are in a world that, you know, we breathe in toxins every day because there's all kinds of craziness in the air and with cars and stuff. And, you know, there's anything that you can do to help um, improve on that is something that, you know, should help you. And, and like I said, for me, if anything, like it does help your energy level when you're feeling better um, and helps you be able to, you know, keep moving through the day and then help others. So (laughs) yeah. And like what you were just, you know, mental health is important and your mental health, if if your physical health is, you know, decrepit and ailing, your mental health isn't going to be great either. So right hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh goodness. Well, I, I am so glad that you were able to share your journey and, um, you know, I, I hope and pray for you that you do get completely well one of these days soon. Um, but I know sometimes, like, we, James and I talk about this a lot, where it's like sometimes, you know, we're in a world and we suffer just with everybody suffers little, you know, little and big different things throughout their lives. And um, it's not fun, but I, I think that it does provide time for us to reflect and have empathy for others and um you know I, I appreciate you sharing these things because hoping that it you know can help somebody else along a yes. journey that especially if they're just you know if it's somebody's just starting out on something like that it's scary mm-hmm. um it's scary to go through you know those changes like I, I still remember my first you know couple of scary first asthma attacks where it's like what's going on I don't know what this is yeah. <laughs> and so you know I, I'm glad that you're able to you know share this and find some relief as you do these things and you know if you find anything else we can have you back on and you can <laughs> share on that too <laughs> So, well, listeners, thank you so much um, for, you know, tuning in. And again, um, just if you know somebody that might benefit from this, um, please share. And, um, you know, if you want to like or send a review or comment or whatever, um, we're definitely open to feedback. So thank you all so much. And Joanna, thank you so much for sharing your journey. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Jessica. Thank you. Well, have a good night, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Bye.